I'm Shannon. And I'm Sierra. And we've been best friends for the past eight years. Has this ever happened to you? Some well-intended individual inquires. How are you? But instead of being your sounding board, they end up just sounding board. Well, we're here to lend an ear as our guests unpack their hopes and fears. So come join us in a space where vulnerability is strength and humor is healing. While we genuinely inquire, how are you feeling? And what's been storming your brain? 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 What has been storming your What's been storming your brain? Brainstorming the podcast. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Sierra. You'll never guess. I won't. You'll never. I I don't. I won't and I shan't. Those birthday tables have turned have they not oh boy round table round table spin 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 on over to you there you are i knew you were gonna bring it up i knew it i knew it birthday cake here we are that's you eating i like the sound effects and it's really accurate yeah actually you had yourself a birthday i did the cancer queens it's comes the into of- it we both had birthdays mm-hmm. it's the end of the season though yeah today i think oh really yep thank god we're getting it in Hold there on to it. get your cries out oh yeah, yeah I, I turned a number i turned 27 yeah yeah and we had a lovely time celebrating you yeah we talked a little bit about like how you know feeling lighter mentally going into this next year that was really nice to hear yeah Yeah. you know recently with birthdays I haven't really been feeling anything (laughs) like it's just been like oh birthday okay special day Mm -hmm. that's it uh but I really truly feel like I'm this is a like new sort of chapter and that sounds very cliche Hmm. but it's true Mm -hmm. and I I'm very, very excited to see what happens. I just feel a, a big, like, energy. I feel a big shift in my energy. Mm. And I, uh, for the better, a good shift, you know? Yeah. Like, I've really been more self-aware of what's been going on in my brain, mm-hmm. brainstorming. Um, got a therapist. She's great. Uh, and I feel more optimistic going forward, especially like with performing, like I've been taking, um, acting for the camera classes I've been submitting. I feel great. I have not felt like that in a very long time. And, yeah. and it's all because of my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Tables no, I, it really, once you make, yeah, once you are exerting less energy towards, you know, feeling anxious yeah. or what have you, then you have more energy for things you enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Like this. Yeah. You know, you said energy shift and this is this is fucking true mm. our guest today shifted the fuck out of my energy the second we got on this yeah. call i was asleep a little baby today you were not like no but <laughs> you were you had a long nursing you, were, you got here and you were <laughs> you fucking were you were exhausted came in i said shit <laughs> i had i had the like scrooge cap and i kept flipping it like a fucking like graduation cap because i sleepy sleepy <laughs> no but you you worked today and you even text me you're like i'm gonna take a nap before i come because and i'm like yeah great i but you're i i felt the shift too in myself yeah. oh isn't that beautiful about it's that kind so of per- beautiful. you know it's beautiful and this person is beautiful mm. all right let me tell you who he is would you 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who it is. He, just he has no it. idea, but he shifted the energy for her. No idea. It's like, it's like the freaking bass singer in here. Ah, who is it? It's Jay Dance. Ah. Um, <clears throat> so our guest today is someone that I've known like basically the same amount of time that you and I have known each other yeah. because we met while you and I were still in school um, when we were doing a production of Mary Poppins and we became fast friends. And then we were lucky enough about what, like two, three years later to be given the internship at PCPA uh, together. So it was he and I and two other actors and we spent a whole year together. So uh, on top of performing in the shows that we were cast in, in that season at PCPA, um, we spent our days waking up at the butt crack of dawn, loading into a big white van um, and like traveling to schools in the central coast to do um, an outreach program. Mm. And we were, we were just so stoked, first of all, when we found out that we um, were going to be doing this together because again, fast friends, mm. but- He's infectious, his energy is- He's yeah. infectious. Yeah. Like we just, we just clicked like that. And it was like, so I remember texting each other before, like when we both found out we got the internship and we were like, oh my God, we get to spend a whole year together. And then we were getting so, I think I was getting so sentimental that I was like, oh, a year. Uh, I feel like it's already going to be over tomorrow. I miss you already. <laughs> and so now we have this thing where we'll just be like, I miss you already. <laughs> yeah. Did you live together during that year? We lived together. Oh wait, we lived. So we did Mary Poppins together. And then that following summer, we did Oklahoma together and we lived together that summer. Okay. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then we did not live together during the internship, but we basically did like, that was the, the only time we didn't spend together was when we were at our respective uh, homes. So he's a wonderful person. Clearly. I love him. I'm a big fan. Um, wonderful human being, wonderfully talented performer, actor, dancer, singer, mm -hmm. and also uh, artist. He makes these beautiful, incredible um, sketches. And he did one for me and I'll put it in the Instagram. It's my, it's literally framed on my wall. Um, without further ado, everybody, William Hoshida. Hi, Will. Hi, Will. Hello. <laughs> oh, I should. Bonjour. How could I not? You have to. For our French listeners. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. I love you. I miss you already. I literally missed you while I was on the train late getting mm -hmm. to my apartment for this. Like, that's when I was missing <laughs> you already. Aww. <laughs> I just, I, that's so funny to me. Actually, like, I didn't completely forgot that we like lived together <laughs> i know i mean it i didn't forget but it was just like a memory that just like blipped yeah no same with me until she mentioned it that was I fun I, I think i visited yeah. well i came and saw oklahoma and mm -hmm. i feel like i either stayed the night or just came and, yeah and saw that it was a bit of a party house george hello yes, uh -huh. our friend george Scott. also i just saw him Oh, yeah. I saw him do I saw him do Dragon New York. It was amazing. It was what? He was here? If you live in Berlin, you need to go see Lola Rose at the Tipsy Bear. It's the first black owned bar in uh, Berlin. Yes. 
Oh, that's he's right. on gay our bar. guest list. Black owned gay bar, I believe. LGBTQIA bar, wow. I believe. Yeah. She's, okay. Yeah, you should all, definitely get George on the show. Yeah, he's yeah. on our, yeah. our. He's been on our guest list forever. Oh my we god! Have, yeah, incredible. What about when you say fast friends? What was that immediate connection for you? <gasps> oh, I know what it was. We both me. realized that we were a little shady. <laughs> it really was. We At were sitting time, on the side. We were, and we both were a little uh, bitter about. Oh, one this thing is why. Another. This is exactly and we what totally it was. We made a connection, and we were like, I, "You see that what I see, and this is why we're going to mm-hmm. be good friends." And then we were paired up a few times in the show, and we oh had a God. great time. The this kite. The let's kite. go fly a fucking kite, bro. He was my husband, and we pretended that we had kids. Darcy was one of our children. Yeah. I don't remember yeah, the other one. She had a rough childhood. She did. She, um, she, she rocked it. But you know what it was that we were being salty about was that in Mary Poppins, fuck it, uh, we were sitting on the side and we we're both like top dancers. Like we were like ready and then we didn't get to top. And they were like, hey, you, you, you. And Hoshida and I were like, what the fuck about us? We brought our top shoes. We were like, yeah, ready was- to go. <laughs> it's so weird. I was practicing my triple time steps over and over and over again last yeah. night. And here yeah. I am on the side sitting on my ass. I but but, the but, but here's, the th- <laughs> here's the thing about that like I, it was my very first show with the production I had hopped on late like I totally get why it was in retrospect but I don't <laughs> <laughs> but we had a black but that literally was what it was it was like noticing it was like I was in an environment where I had only known Eddie and Eddie mm-hmm. had worked with the company so he knew a bunch of people so I was coming in pretty like pretty much like terrified that yeah. I was like joining a theater where everyone knew each other and was going to school with each other. And mm-hmm. then it was like, yeah, it was in one of those first rehearsals that I like made a connection with one of the first people that I was working with. I don't think I even knew that you were a student at that time, actually. Mm. Like I, I didn't, even, when I had, you guys, my understanding of what was going on during Mary Poppins was like, who's a teacher, who's a student, who's an RA, who's not an RA, who's an intern, who's like all these things. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. I'm fully <laughs> on board, but it took me a minute to get the hang of it. That's, it was also I, one of my yeah. very first professional contracts. It wasn't, okay. it was like, it was very early for me. Okay. Because, okay. So, so walk me through your, your history then. So um, you graduated from Cal State Fullerton, correct? See. Yeah, that's the one. So, so you graduated from there, and then between then and us meeting and doing Poppins together, what was your journey? So, I graduated in 2013, uh, spring of 2013. I was very lucky. Like in the last week of school, one of the last two weeks of school, my one of my professors was like, "Hey, like this company up in Sonora is looking for a dancer for Oklahoma," and I was like, "All right, cool." So I put, I literally put together a video in like two days, sent it off, and it was at SRT that I had my first uh, professional contract at Sierra Repertory Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just in the ensemble, had a great time. It was a blast. Um, it was my first time like getting to live with actors. That's yeah. where I met Stubes. Alex Stewart and, and Mike, Mike Fiore. Fiore. Oh. And Mike, Mike Fiore. And Childhood like, friend my, okay, of mine. Yeah. And Mike, yeah, right. That's right. And he would yeah. just like constantly talk about PCPA. So then instantly I was like, okay, PCPA is another company in California that I should know about. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then Eddie was also, no, I had known about PCPA because we had auditions. They would audition. You guys would audition at our school. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. okay. 
and we would like we would always go to the auditions for like your summer season but like working with someone there i learned about the inner workings of cpa a little bit more and like what the whole vibe was and i was like oh great i need to work there eddie's working there eddie was like oh someone dropped from mary poppins i believe and then basically i submitted a video for mary poppins too and i was like bounced my way straight from um straight from oklahoma wow yeah. it was very lucky did that momentum keep up i feel like that's like when you are hashtag booked and blessed i hate that phrase but here we are <laughs> saying it yeah um does you have that momentum like you're like okay well that one's done cool on to the next and you're surrounded by people who are in that same headspace did you feel that after pcpa or were you like two i'm good oh, <laughs> oh yeah I, <laughs> I mean i i totally did it's very um I both SRT and PCPA kind of like, um, and where did I work after that? After that, I, oh, and after that I worked in like, um, at another SRT. Oh man, this is terrible. I can't even remember the fucking theaters <laughs> I worked at. But, it, but what I'm saying is, is that like, um, I'm a man who can like kind of dance. So like, you I can have definitely dance. Well, Not sure, kind of. I, can, I can dance, but like, but basically like I had momentum it, because I was lucky enough to be in a pool of people, a pool of actors who are small, like the, the pool of male dancers. When you look at like actors in general, when I was in college, I was like, I can get work if I can learn how to dance. So that's what I basically started doing. Um, and that was what gave me the momentum essentially to keep going after Mary Poppins. And it like, honestly, it didn't stop until I decided that I was gonna come to New York and like plant in New York and like have a foundation for myself in New York because New York was really important to me. Mm, why? Yeah, what about it? Oh, I think it's the greatest fucking city on the planet. Mm. You can do literally anything you want here at any hour of the day. Mm. It's like the best. It's like a um, big and I was, apple. <laughs> it's like this if huge... you wanna take a bite out of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna hold it by the stem, spin it till the stem falls off. <laughs> <laughs> dip it in caramel stick Ooh. a stick in it yep mm, she said caramel apple damn no but yeah there's possibility <laughs> but, there's stimulus there's like we said energy constantly yeah yeah and growing up like I used to crave like this is no offense to my hometown or anything like I love my mm -hmm. family in my hometown but I would crave the day that I could leave like I was counting down the minutes that I would be able to be accepted to college and I can go and like be, I mean, I was a queer kid in a small town. So like the opportunity to go somewhere else and actually recreate an identity for myself was basically what I was looking for. And the yeah. thing how that ties into New York for me is that you can be exactly who you are and as crazy as you are and be completely invisible. No one sees you. It's not that people don't care. No one sees you. Mm. And it's like, I think that's like at the end of the day for, I think people and artists in general, like actors, I think feel that too, that like, it's important to just be in an environment where you can be whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So, and I was, I was unfortunate. Well, not unfortunately, but I was willing to sacrifice working consistently to stay in New York. Ah. was basically what it was, but I don't yeah. have any regrets. I have zero regrets about it. Yeah. Honestly, I feel similarly because I moved here with the intention of, you know, right out of the BFA program with that. I, I yeah. And I've talked about before, I yeah. think it is fairly toxic of like, 
fairly it is toxic to be like if you're not up at 6 a.m every morning at at fucking the auditions with every single day then you're not an actor and not and so I got here and maybe went on like three and then life continued to happen and until I was like three years deep into New York then I started to release that that guilt of yeah well I'm not actively doing it but I'm getting life experience Mm -hmm. and I'm meeting yes so many different people every day just by doing customer service and you find your way back to whatever the thing you want to do is but I wouldn't trade being consistently like stressing myself out like you said in a small town or being and and again not a not a no shade to my beautiful small town and to people who want to work in that community I love the work that they do in that community but for me to grow exponentially I was like I need to I need to push myself as a person the artist thing will come eventually but if you're not comfortable where you're at as a person then how can you Yo, the art, the artist is going to come from the experience that you're gaining by investing in yourself and your environment. I mean, that's like, I had the same realization after going on auditions, like for like, I hit it hard and I was Mm. going really, really hard. And I was like, you know, the other toxic side of it, like I was posting about all the auditions that I was going to. And I was Mm. like, you know, I need to prove to people that even if Mm. I'm not getting work, like I'm trying, but like, the minute you stop doing that and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to serve tables for a little while and let it be my stress-free job. And I'm going to walk home in the city of New York and see whoever I see and like have drunken nights bar hopping in different neighborhoods. Like the comfort, this, the lack of comfort level out here is like so much, it means so much more to me as far as like going forth in life than hitting the pavement with auditions because it was just not making me happy you know yeah and I think if you but the guilt like I think in that industry like yes like that's what prevents everyone from doing and honestly like (laughs) I mean whatever I have a lot of opinions about actors now I'm still an actor I'm still like I love being an actor and I will always be an actor to the end of time but what they tell you to be in those rooms is not real and what you are presenting in the room is not real the fact that you have to stand in front of four people who are like don't like they always I remember in school they'd always be like the people on the other side of the table want you to be there they want you to be the best person to walk in the room so give that your confidence and I did And then it was like, I would go in the rooms and some of them wouldn't look at me. Some of them would just like, you know, not even write anything, whatever it was, or like, you know, write X's across my face on a, on a dance call. You know what I mean? Right. Which could be a good thing now you think about it. But anyways, like, (laughs) that's not true. So like, I don't know. I don't know. You do know. You're 100% right. What happens when you get on Broadway and you haven't done that self-work and you're still not happy, you know? And the people that are really successful on Broadway, like the really juicy, like celebrities from on Broadway that you love are the ones that have life experience. I think Mm -hmm. about Jen And they're the ones that have... Jen Colella. Jen Colella from... um, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. She came to Utah State and she was the most warm well-rounded individual has done the fucking work as a human has been booked since she like left grad school she wow. like booked it like you know whatever they flew her out to for a broadway show nonetheless has been doing the self-work you wouldn't know if you passed her in the street these are her credits because she yeah 
knows that it's a slice of her life, but it's not the whole yeah. fucking pie. Mm-hmm. And that example, I was like, okay, I want, I want some of that, you know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, like we see it. It's like all the successful people are the ones who like took the time. You think fucking Meryl Streep was like, auditioning at six days well i mean she probably was but you know what else she was fucking doing like traveling and seeing the world and like not whatever that's mama a terrible mia. example but like no. <laughs> she's going to we, just wa- we just watched mama mia last week first timer yeah it was it was shannon's first Whoa. time yeah i know wait i want to wait the first one the second one's okay. next on the docket <laughs> yeah. but i i totally agree with this and and yeah, talking about that, like that guilt that we have, I, I truly believe that once you're really fully able to release that, because if, if you're being driven to audition and take cl- whatever out of guilt, that fucking depletes yes. the fun out of it. And the whole purpose that exactly. we do this, yeah. I don't want to do anything out of guilt. Yeah. I want to do it because you're I not want to doing do it. it for yourself. You're doing it for other people. That's literally what you're doing. Yeah. And like the minute that your art becomes for someone else is the minute that it loses value to yourself. Yeah. You right. know? Right. I, I mean, to an extent, like, I also think that, I, I mean, for me too, like, I, it, it's for, yeah, I love, I love performing and also like, I want to tell stories and I want to connect with people too. So I get what you're saying though. Like, like the minute you're doing it to, to like, please the people behind the fucking oh, table. I just, do, I just mean I about like the, 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 the like dancing or the, yeah. <laughs> the classes and lessons and like, yeah, whatever. Exactly. 100%. I, yeah, that's, and we talked <laughs> at the beginning about like this new, you know, me, I, I really feel like it's a, I'm moving into this new chapter, this new like space energetically. And that's such a big thing. I have finally reached this point where like, I don't feel that guilt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a human being like occasionally, like I'm, you know. I am guilt free, maybe. (laughs) But but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's so, it's not like it used to be where I was every day being like, I, I know I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. Um, I sometimes feel like that is, um, I don't know, that guilt is scary. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say, I feel like the minute that you start, like, shedding that guilt is really, like, the moment that you, like, step into adulthood. You know, like, I am young, and and I still am constantly realizing how young I was. And I really think that, like, maybe that that, like, realizing that the guilt doesn't matter might be, like, a stepping stone in, like, evolving, reaching your second evolution. But that's yeah. kind of a big moment, you know? Yeah. I, my dad would always talk about when I'd be like, I just feel like I'm making selfish choices, like, as a young, young person, even, you know, pre, you know, in your teens. And he was like, at, like, developmentally, your 20s are to be selfish you need that time to figure the fuck out what this is so that you can enter your 30s as a more fully realized individual literally every decade you know it's it's more clear to you but again removing that guilt and I'm just like name dropping my dad Jen Colella (laughs) Cummings no I've been listening to her podcast and Mm -hmm. she keeps bringing up more more in reference to stand-up but I think it applies to to any art this idea that 
you can never be successful. I'm putting that in quotes. You can never be successful too late, but you can sure as hell be successful too early. Ooh. You really can. Ooh. Right? Like, yeah. and, this cult, and it's so flipped in our culture of like, yeah. she's she's 22 and she booked X, Y, and Z and she already has an HBO series and blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. Like, that's X amount of life experience. Yeah. And that's not to discredit that person's work, but to think like, I got to get it early rather than what the fuck is the rest of your life you know yeah so that's, that's, that's it's, i mean it's off. like it's like such a weird filter not filter but a weird lens that is introduced into someone's life so early which you know like mm. more power to them like if you're gonna get famous like go be fucking famous i wish i was fucking famous yeah. i think that's the best job is to be famous <laughs> but like what but to, but you're right like to have that done earlier in your life you're going to have a completely derailed, um, like, uh, what's the word? Uh, reality. Mm. Your sense of, your sense of reality is going to be so completely different than what it could have been if this happened when you were, you know, even five or 10 years later. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Which is that. interesting because people are getting famous younger and younger and younger, like more and more young people are getting famous. So that is kind of interesting to see how it's going to play out. Also, there's older. like, I think Gen Z's are going to save the world, but that's just me. I love that. I love that optimism. They hate and us, but also, <laughs> Well, like, also, whatever. it's interesting because I feel like the Gen Zs with, like, TikTok and everything, it's like a new, <laughs> different generation of fame. It's like a whole new definition Skyrocketed. of fame. Like, the influencers, yeah. like, the social media fame is major now. And it's so... Yeah fucking weird it's so it's bizarre weird. it's really weird it's strange to me that like on shows that i watch on tv that like people will be like oh guest starring this influencer and it's some name and i'm like who the fuck <laughs> what and it's yeah. like oh they're famous because they did this tiktok dance to a dance that's actually a real dance that's made by an artist that you know is re like you know and i'm just like right. okay okay but you know there are phones and so many more young people's hands and i believe it like i believe that like there's just so much more capacity for people to be famous because technology is going to kill us all ain't that the <laughs> truth <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so mm. speaking about like removing this guilt how did you mm. find your way into sketching and creating in that medium? And have you found similar inner monologues from performing that have like transferred over or does it feel like a different headspace? Different headspace for sure. Hmm. Uh, they, they're they definitely different. Like, um, yeah, I've never even thought of comparing like my brain, they're two different brains for sure. Yeah. You know, cause um, rehearsals and like shows as passionate as they are and as exciting and thrilling they are, they're work. You know, like going to rehearsals is work. It's a work I love. And I actually love like focusing on that and doing the work. But like the drawing and the sketching is like pure, just like whatever comes out, comes out. Mm. And I don't have, the world doesn't have to see this and the world can see this if they want to. So in that sense, it's like pure, yeah, it's just pure creative energy as opposed to some sort of like, yeah, pressure to work pressure, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I started drawing, I've actually been drawing since I was really little, like I would enter little contests in the neighbor, in the neighbor, in the neighborhood, in the city, <laughs> I would sometimes like enter for like bigger things. I never won anything, but it was always just really fun. Oh, I remember like we would draw Pokemon and then like sit on the, 
um, set on the curb and then sell them for like 25 cents. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a steal. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was really great. Uh, and then somewhere, and I wanted to be an artist. Like that was kind of what I wanted to be when I was really little. And then somewhere around along the lines, I lost interest or it just, I think I, I seriously, I think I got into theater. Mm. And I think I like started, yeah, I mean, that really could have been like the coinciding moments, but like I got into theater and I started, um, I had a group of friends in theater that were like amazing and uh, they kind of became my new social circle. And I would always draw like on the side, like it was always something that I knew I could do whenever I was bored. Um, I would, I was that person that would always doodle on his notebooks. Like my notebooks were just fully doodle. I used to, I doodle on scripts. I drew you in scripts. I was going to say, I literally remember sitting in the table read for Richard. <laughs> what was it? Richard the third. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, cool. I didn't need to be there. Yeah. I literally just carried Karen's cape. I don't know. Dude, why this, I was girl literally, literally. this girl literally just rolled up, put like something on someone. I don't remember what it was. It was like deuces. It was the best. I mean, I would come at intermission. <laughs> That's not, that's, I, mean, I was like, why am I, do, why, y'all don't you, me. You had, you played your, your, you, I you paid had, my dues. Uh, you had, <laughs> you got paid for doing that. At the end of the day, you got paid to walk on and off a stage for like You're five right. minutes. And you didn't get paid for Ophelia, you know? Nope, not that. I did <laughs> yeah. not. I did not. I was a student. But I remember sitting in that table read and Hoshida and I obviously sitting next to each other as we were always. And like, looking over and we well first of all we would just write notes to each other like it was very like oh, for sure. very much like we had reverted back to our high school selves it was great um Always. but then like he would like sketch me in his little scripts and I was like what the fuck you're so good and then <laughs> like I mentioned you doing that sketch for me which literally is above my head on this wall um sure. that was the best like one of the best gifts I've ever received I walked in mm. it was my birthday that summer walked into my dressing room and he had it framed at my station with a card and like he had written on the back, but the front was a watercolor. I still have it. Um, I think it's at my parent. Actually, it might be here. Damn, I'm it's good. a watercolor of an acorn. And I cried. Oh, like it was so fuck off, William. I'm, I'm serious. Seriously, it was so like it was so thoughtful, but he's so good. But all, all of this is I so you, but, but was basically that I remember you writing like you would doodle all the time. Yeah. And like if I were to do that, it'd be fucking stick figures. But it's like <laughs> beautiful work. And it's so accurate. Like mm. it looks. Well, you the thing about you, I remember I remember there was a moment. Actually, this is also funny. Whatever. OK. I remember thinking one day, like, Sarah actually would be very easy to draw. And I hope you don't really? take that as an insult, but I remember being like, oh, I know I the shape know. of her mouth. She has a very distinct upper lip. Like, your upper lip yeah. or the mm. way you paint it on, like, for shows is mm -hmm. very, you do a very sharp upper lip, which I is do. fierce, and I fucking Thanks. love it. Thanks. And I, your nose is also, like, I'm notoriously really bad at drawing noses, and I was like, I think I can draw Sierra's nose. Really? And so, like, I remember having this, a distinct moment when I was like, I should try drawing Sierra because I think I can do it. And then that is actually, like, when I was doing that, that was during the internship, right? Yeah. That was that summer uh, Yeah, after. with the Bayota. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, that was when I started getting into like drawing again. Wow. I was with I was with my ex, who was an artist, and mm -hmm. I pulled out my sketchbooks and I started drawing again. You're freaking so, muse. So, yeah, so one could <laughs> so argue <laughs> that you were my muse. 
I remember you mentioning yes. it being like, I think I want to do this again. And you mentioned even like an Etsy shop. And I don't know if you did that ever. Um, Dude, no, I've had so many visions of grandeur with like my selling my art, but it just, mm. I can't, it's, it's a weird thing. We'll see. I want to oh. do it. I, I feel like I should make money off of it, but I just, it's hard for me, but. Is it because it's so personal? Like it's. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, I can honestly, no, it's not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's putting a deadline on something that is mm. that like. I have a hard time like sitting down and making myself do it. Mm. So it kind of is like if, if I could get people to be like, yeah, whenever you want to do it, I could do it. Then I could be like, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> but like okay I find myself like, window? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But seriously, like right. the sad thing is, is that like if you're listening to this, whoever my people are, like I know that people that I'm working on things for friends that asked me like a year ago. And I know they're there and I've worked on other things, which makes me feel terrible about it. But it's also like, I shouldn't be airing this out if I'm trying to start a business with my art, first of all. But but that's what it is. It's like, you know, taking something very personal, something that I really, really love has been an escape for me since I was like very little, like spent hours on my own as a little queer kid before he knew he was queer making art, mm. you know? And so then it's like the minute that you put a deadline on it or the minute you put a little bit of pressure on it, it kind of paralyzes me, but I'm working on it. No, it goes back to that releasing that guilt. The second there's an obligation, yeah. mm-hmm. then the freedom yeah. isn't there. So I'd rather have yeah, the quality, the quality of the work versus the quantity there. That's so, so true. Yeah. I love this idea that you're saying, like, okay, I have a different my brain works differently performing versus sketching. Mm. With sketching, what do you love about how your brain works? And what do you find challenging about how your brain works when you're when you're okay. sketching? What do I love about how my brain works and what do I find challenging? I love that I can like, I, um, I love when I think I've made a mistake that turns into a beautiful moment. I know that's pretty cliche, (laughs) but like. Tina Fey has a quote that you painted for me actually for her birthday that says there are no mistakes, only opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. For reals. Um, like, especially if I'm like ink on paper, it's, uh, I get really paranoid of making mistakes because you can't go back and erase it. And one of my biggest annoyances is that I don't, I have stray marks on some of my art, which blows my mind, but that's okay. Um, but, but I don't like making mistakes because I have a vision. And when I do it, I need to learn to love it a little more because it creates an opportunity. So then I can look at the piece a little differently and I can look at it and be like, is that actually like a design or is that like, a dot does it turn into a circle does it turn into like hair does it turn into this or it's like or does it not need to make sense it's like that's another thing it's like I love when I realize like art doesn't need to make sense to anyone but me and maybe right now it makes sense to me because it for one reason or another works in my brain it doesn't have to be this profound like this is the curvature of a rock that I saw in the coast of Greece you know it can and it's beautiful and it's stunning but Sometimes it's like, oh, this just makes sense to me. So that's the way it's going to fucking go today. Um, What I find challenging is my perfectionism. Mm. And that's, you know, and that's probably goes back to this whole like deadlines blow my mind or whatever. Like my perfectionism is if someone's paying for it, it has to be perfect. Mm. If I'm presenting it online, it has to be perfect. Like I do have a perfectionism about that like it's 
it's and I don't know if other artists feel that or like visual artists feel that, but I have like a huge pressure to make it perfect on myself, which is stuff I've been annoying. Did you apply was that perfectionism present when you were performing as well? Or did you feel a little bit more <laughs> I think Rina? I I think I actually probably did because other than getting the steps right, you know, or like, you know, getting this fucking triple coupe turn like every fucking night in Oklahoma that would piss me off every night yeah that's honestly like uh, the boat for the most part it was always just do the best you can with you know with performing you know there's you're surrounded by a million as a ensemble member you're always surrounded by someone else who is taking attention from you so you can just like uh or not taking attention from you but like sharing the attention of the audience like it's crazy to think that everyone has eyes on you Mm -hmm. Uh, one time so yeah. it's just like oh I can do whatever the fuck I want do the best I can and that kind of takes that pressure off yeah maybe but no yeah. I don't think I felt that sense of perfectionism I felt that sense of perfectionism in auditions interesting mm. in auditions um but I also felt it ugh, you know where I felt it mm. fucking audition um waiting rooms oh that's that's the where worst. I felt it that's they like always my tell you like hell. put music yeah seriously I don't care what the fuck you tell people. It is still awful. I, I commend that people can figure it out because it is a fucking beast. Well, it's just so many people doing, you know, that living through guilt probably and like fear. <laughs> yeah. And it's like every, you can feel it. The fear is palpable and people yeah. cope in different ways. And a lot of the ways that a lot of musical theater people tend to cope uh, is through... <laughs> proving demonstrating that they're fine mm. that they well that's our this. industry yeah that's our our industry is literally like like uh you know it's presentation it, our in everything about being an actor is about presenting I, I maybe i won't argue that but what i'll say mm. is that like you're presenting to an audience at the end of the day yeah whether you're acting which is beautiful and an art form and that when you're when you're acting like you're acting yeah. but it's also a presentation to an audience yeah so it's yeah. like it makes sense and it, i th- i just i do think that there are people that break through i will say that i have some actor yes. friends that like are so good at it and i tried to take pages from their note i i he, believe that because he's really so he doesn't that. care he, it's like water off a duck's back he right. shows up yeah. he usually sees people that are like hey tim and he knows everybody wherever you go yeah. and he does the work like the, his last audition that he did he was like eh, i don't really want it but i'm gonna go and <laughs> he like had to bring his he was like eh, i'll go he like brought his guitar and the guy behind him like didn't bring his guitar and it was for musicians and tim was like use mine you know like it's just like yeah. Yeah, it's not a big deal like, yeah. hey what's up he goes he shows up he leaves so I'm not like that. I get anxious about that part. If it's literally yeah. just me showing, like if it's an appointment and I can show up on, you know, go in, do my thing and then be like, it's better. But knowing that yeah. you have to show up like for any of these open calls where yeah. it's like, you're going to be sitting in this room, literally shoulder to shoulder with people who look just like you, who are vying for the same like two roles that they're casting varying for. levels of mental health and narcissism yeah, like, that, yeah. that's really yes. what it is like yeah. you know yes. it's like what kind of um you know what it is like honestly like if i were to go back into auditions now into those mm. waiting rooms i wonder if i would be like so paranoid mm-hmm. because now i have a little more like years i it's not very many but it's a few in new york city compared yeah. to a few in you know gilroy california or central of california 
anywhere right. in California, to yeah. be honest. Right. Yeah. And like, just, I do feel like exactly that yeah. mental health and years of experience is going to what is what's helping people get through those things. And I believe that does not surprise me that Tim like yeah. is stellar in those. Yeah. Right. He's able to <laughs> seems very on brand. Well, he's, him. he's yeah. reached that point, right? Like he doesn't have that. It's it, all of this ties into exactly what we were talking about, which is again, like once you release that guilt, it's yeah. this major shift. It's mm-hmm. this major shift. And like, I, he's way past that. Mm-hmm. I wonder too, now, if I were to go, I, I, right? I, I imagine it would feel a lot different. Like the last time I was yeah. in one of those rooms, I was a totally yeah. different person. Yeah. Now, Same. now I'm Same. wondering if now, I were to, sh- no, I, <laughs> I am because, and now I'm, no, it's, it's really helped me process things mm. because my first move to the city, I was with my ex and he like worked for equity as a monitor and was oh, also yeah. an actor. So his relationship to the audition room experience was so oh. vastly different. He knew what it looked like from the other side. And so I was watching him at like 22 you know, fully doing yeah. the thing and then him being like, oh yeah, go, go. And then I did, like I said, maybe three, I think one of them, I started the song like three times, had a pan, couldn't get through it, had mm-hmm. a panic attack and left. And I think that was my last audition. And because that was my introduction to the city, to the audition culture, yeah. I just cut it off completely as I did yeah. him. And so it's just interesting. <laughs> no, it, it's interesting. And now I really am wondering what it would be like like to re-enter but then it's like you know where to put your energy it's, yes you know you're yeah. not gonna go in for every single hug yeah thing. you'll go yeah. like you said you're you're tailoring it a little bit more towards tv film right yeah. now and seeing how yeah. that benefits yeah. you so i'm really what a round table bringing it back yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously i i just i think about like what i was a completely different person exactly what you said like even yeah. i think my last audition was i was probably 26 or 27 mm. um and it was yeah <laughs> i yeah my emotional i'm late to the emotional maturity game ps i'm like still going through it i'm also yeah. like whatever um yeah. so it's what, am, what the fuck am I saying? How do I put this into words? <laughs> you guys have me like tongue-tied. Um, <laughs> what am I saying? I guess even just in the, like we keep repeating, like even three years makes a different what's difference when you're in your twenties mm-hmm. because you're learning at such a rapid pace. Yeah, and like you know, the whole our America, I think American society is like makes 30 this big moment for you where you like flip a switch you know all of a sudden um or for one way or another we're conditioned to feel that way or at least I was conditioned to feel that way um and so it's I just constantly wish I would cool cool my fucking jets when I was younger Mm. every 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 year previously I wish that I would just take a breather and like not worry about so many things that's what it is like mm-hmm. i find that every year i worry about less and less and less and less and less and i've still got a lot more to worry less about but um yeah th- that's what it is i'm thinking about the things that i would worry about when i was 27 and now i'm like oh fuck it you know like <laughs> fuck it like these these like hot acting chorus boys that used to intimidate me like fuck like whatever mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it's 
the you're things an- you idolize when you're younger and the things that you like put your sights on is just we all just like meat packs you know yeah i mean it's telling <laughs> with yeah, brains it's- <laughs> what he an impeccable like guest he answered the question without me answering it or asking it like yeah. I was gonna ask what advice would you give to your younger me creative too. self yeah. and you freaking oh, yeah. loaded that up yeah. I love that I wish you would have cooled your jets a little bit more yeah just take a breather man I'm very much team too much like I know how to take it there so like in general I'm always just like what happens if I just breathe here mm. yeah and then there's things that you do need to give a fuck ton about and whatever those things mm-hmm. are for you, whether those are like social yeah. changes or family or whatever, exactly. then you have the, I, I keep using this phrase because I've been hearing it at work a lot and I think it's so funny in a mm. professional setting, but then you have more of the bandwidth for it. You know, you have more <laughs> yeah. Yes. What is something that you want to worry less about currently? presently i really want to worry less about climate change i mean but like i feel like we can't yeah like seriously like i do find myself every day i'm washing dishes i'm like i can't use water let's reuse this water let's you know dump it over the soap over and over again if you put a bowl underneath then it'll catch the water and then you can like i'm i I, oh yeah like i i think about it a lot in a good way right um which actually um it's a good segue into what I actually wish I would stop thinking about is what, how I'm being perceived by others in a large group setting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I believe that's called social anxiety, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one. I wish I didn't have social anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, yeah, I do wish that I didn't put so much stock in, um, presenting myself one way or the other mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh I love that and I've been have again all this shit lines up but I've been having similar feelings because my work schedule went from me working because of COVID I was working like full shifts on my own I work I work front desk at a barbershop and now because right. we're we have the bandwidth um we are able to do a split shift so there's two people on a shift again and I have to remember how to interact with a coworker. and so again I've, I've come home the last two days being like how am I presenting to this person who I'm only gonna know for x amount of hours a day yeah. whatever yeah and you know and I would catch myself being like I'm a little neurotic about that like you know apologizing for yeah. my actions that I had no issue or traits about myself they had no issues with when it was just me working a shift by myself. Yeah. And then of course, you know, because podcasts and everything again lines up with becomings, she was talking about this idea that she was specifically talking about women in therapy, but I think it applies to anyone. Uh, how women are more going to therapy more to fix how crazy or neurotic they are or these you know these things instead of reframing and going maybe that's my superpower maybe that's the thing that sets me apart instead of apologizing for it just going okay well that actually makes me really good at this x y and z like you said you know makes me great at sketching makes me great a good friend a good you know son whatever it is rather than immediately apologizing because that other person is labeling you as yeah. neurotic yeah so yeah. I love that and I'm gonna worry less about that too so thanks. yeah yeah someone yeah. someone recently told me they were like you know when you go to therapy you can't like it's 
a lot of people go because they think they're going to cure what's wrong. They're like, something must be wrong with me. And, you know, if, if I go to the therapist, they're going to tell me what it is and they're going to fix it. And like, I, it sounds like all three of us are healthy and in therapy. Okay. Yes. Um, so, but like, I feel like whenever, like I'm my, I'm giving advice to friends who are going to start therapy. Cause I tell everyone to do therapy because everyone should have a therapist. Um, I tell people what I tell them is don't go in thinking they're going to tell you what's wrong with you because that's the whole point of therapy. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point of therapy is so you no longer feel like there's something wrong with you. Exactly. It's yes, you know? this, whole, this culture of healing and, and, and I, I'm not going to knock it, but like, you know, this like excessive need for self-care and what mm-hmm. if the whole so like thing toxic is pessimism or uh, uh, rather optimism optimism optimi- yeah. yeah and positivity yeah. yes what if the whole thing is you didn't need to be healed in the first fucking place like yeah, yeah that's, that's a thing. very good point dude yeah. i always had this idea of what therapy would be like in my head and then i started like what like a couple yeah. of months ago and hadn't really thought about it and now it's like I realized she's not do. She's just talking to me. And like, That's, it's all coming yeah. from myself. Honestly, it's me going, oh, wait a second. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. That's the realization I had too. I was like, wait a minute. This person hasn't once fucking told me what's wrong with me yet. Yeah. It's been a year and a half. Yeah. And yeah, I feel better. Huh. And I can get through my days and I can get through my weeks knowing that I'm going to have someone to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about with. Yeah. And it can be frustrations. You can have good days. and th- I'm a fucking walking billboard for therapy. Look at me. But you can have your good <laughs> days. You can have your bad days. You can have whatever the fuck day you want. You can postpone it 24 hours in advance. You know, like, <laughs> it's just, it's low stakes and it's low pressure. And that's why I think that, like, and they're going to help you because they're going to do it in ways that you're not going to realize what they're doing. I think some sometimes I can tell what my therapist is doing, but like mm. then you're also like, oh, I see where you're going here now, and now I can like help myself go in the, that direction too, which is great. Yeah, I think. What's your thought on art therapy? I have we have a couple friends. My my, he's not my roommate now, but he was for quite a while. Um, was in art therapy. Our friend was also doing art therapy. Is that something you've either done? Something you're interested in? I would be very interested in it. Yeah. I mean. I actually have a, I have a friend too who just like is taking an art therapy. Well, actually, it's probably not. It's probably just a therapist license, but she's doing art therapy, and I've always been really intrigued every time she talks about it. But um, it it's this is again with the cliches, but like art is therapy, right? And yes. I can only say that because like that is truly how I feel. Like when I sit down and I'm creating something, I feel like I've yeah, it's it's a moment for me to stop thinking about the outside world and what my and perceptions and obligations and it's just create literally something out of nothing i know like all the cliches but it's what it is right you know, you know? It, it's funny because my my therapist when we first started like brought that up and has brought it up a couple times like oh that, if that's something you want to do because i i do like analog collages um mm. And she's like, oh yeah, if that's something you want to do or like watercolor I started doing. And it's funny as I've thought about it, it's like, I do that anyway. And it is, it, it, it's a, it's in my like coping toolbox, right? Like I don't need to do it while I'm doing this talk therapy because 
this is what I want is to talk. I can do, I already do that on the side and it always makes me, it is, it's so therapeutic. It always makes me feel better. So I think um, for some people, it's less of um, like doing the art during the therapy. At uh, least this is my understanding. You bring in a piece of art and you talk about it. Oh yeah, I have no idea a, how it fucking works. Okay. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah. A, and I think it's an in for people who maybe <laughs> aren't as good at, you know, using, this is me not being good at using my words, but being eloquent, uh, like speaking about how they're feeling. Oh. And then the therapist <laughs> is able to go, I see you use the color red here. Does Ooh. that mean you hate mm. your father? And they're like, yes, oh, it does. That's interesting. So it, it helps them get into maybe, you know, if they have trauma or things that they aren't able to unpack easily. Whereas like you and I are like, yeah, I have a shit ton of things to talk about. Let's go. You yeah, know, I'm someone just who's a, a little bit I more reserved. They're like, okay. I painted this or I, Oh, no. I fully so endorse that. I fully oh, am into that. The thought that's that hot. I'm, I want to really do that. Hot. The thought yeah. that I'm having for all of those those folks in the waiting room of the auditions is they need a style of art therapy where they're like, I'm going to sing <laughs> eight bars. Tell me what's wrong. <laughs> and like you said, you know, okay, so I'm seeing, you know, like, I see you're holding a lot of tension and you are wearing the same jewel tone dress that you've worn the What's the significance of that? Let's yeah. unpack that. I see the sparkle in your eye fully disintegrate as soon as you open your mouth. What's going on? And you slid up to that note? Is that a reference to... Oh, my God. <laughs> someone who slid out of your life? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a thought. <laughs> AKA every man in my life. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. well, on that note, shall we take a break Break. let's do it let's do it okay i like it i love it i want want some more more of it it. we'll be storing the brain yeah wow in the brain you guys sound so great on that ps i remember the first time i heard it i was like oh copyright it yeah or whatever you do license it yeah you guys sound fab thank you all right Oh, well, well, looks like we're back. We broke, and now we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's why I was not in Mary Poppins, just the pick chorus. <laughs> like, you can sing with a slight accent, but we're not going to throw you up there. No, okay. <laughs> uh, I think it was their loss. Yeah, the pick chorus. Remember, pick guys? Chorus. I remember. <laughs> Mark. Well, we're going to play a little game. And you know what this game is. You know what it is. Hoshida, because oh, I know the game. Because you're a mash all star. Mash maker. Yeah, you know, I used to dabble. I used to put some money on it. You know, if I didn't get the camo fishtail dress, I absolutely blew a gasket. But it's fine. There's no stakes in this. Yeah, I absolutely was picking out the wedding dress for myself, and I will be doing the wedding dress this time too. Wait, wait. No. no. Okay, so let yeah. me tell you how, what we do, but I want to hear your version and maybe we'll, we'll play a, uh, yeah, like yeah. an all-star Will Hoshida version. Oh, so what we I mean, do- you definitely don't have to do that. I mean, we don't have to, but we also what? definitely have to. Works, um, <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> as you know, as our listeners know, uh, MASH stands for mansion, apartment, shack, house. That's the first category. Um, then we do four more categories within those four categories. You will give us four options. So the four categories, 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 categories. categories are 
<laughs> um, they are as follows. Partner, children, career, and transportation. Mm, Does that nice. so so now let me hear yeah. though what oh well, here's do. the thing. I like love to match so much. I was like, I'm gonna make 27 fucking categories so that the game never changes and it takes up two hours of my life. No, but we would do we would do honeymoon, we would do this <gasps> location. You did location, right? Like where you live. No. Wait, why oh, don't that we was do another this? One. Yeah. There was also like what you wear for your wedding. Like you do like tucked or what a dress. <laughs> Wait, I love that. Yeah. I said we add on a Should couple... we add a little bonus, a little bonus category of I like location. I like location. Let's, oh, let's yeah, do like where you live yeah. too. So we'll make it five yeah. categories yeah. this time. Ooh, I love it. That'll be our Bring our it. our sixth category today what bonus. okay and this can be this could be off the record it's not it could just be cut but we could do partner slash what you'll wear when you marry that partner so Love it's that. kind of a hybrid <laughs> so it's specific to the person why not let's do it let's do it bring it <laughs> why the fuck not i just like that mm-hmm. it would be different for each person like if i marry That's what oh, I'm and it is yeah. it's different vibes <laughs> opening a can of worms all right we're doing it we're doing it so how we start is i'm going to just start drawing a spiral and then you are going to tell me when to stop and go tell when do i oh stop (laughs) 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 i said stop no i stopped i was just counting um okay so let's let's start it so partner and oh. additionally, mm. what you're going to wear at the wedding to of each partner. <laughs> okay, Jake Gyllenhaal bikini. Love. <laughs> um, Lady Gaga tailored of most tailored suit. Yes. With combat boots. That's yeah, a that's look. gonna be that look. Yeah, that's I gonna be that, that one for Gaga. Okay, who else? Remember in um, rehearsal, you used to have this shirt that said House of Gaga, and we used to oh, go, oh. Oh. You, he's literally House pulling it out right now. Gaga. House of Gaga. We used to say that all the, uh, because House it's H-A-U-S of Gaga. House of Gaga. That was like, yeah. Unlock memory. I will go to my grave, like, loving Lady Gaga, or defending her, like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's a star. She's incredible. She was a, she was actually a star was born. I think. When she, yeah. <laughs> I, think I literally walked right into that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pissed that I didn't even catch that. I no I'm gonna go down to the grave defending Lady Gaga, and I don't even catch the pun that's like staring me right in the eyes. Like, boo. How no. dare Next. you? <laughs> uh, okay, so you have two more options for this oh, fuck. category. Okay. I have one for you, Russell Brandt. <laughs> bring it bring it wearing and i'll the house, wear i was gonna say wearing the house of gaga <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes actually absolutely yeah. house of gaga tank house of gaga tank okay i need to think of a fourth person which is oh joseph gordon levitt oh. that's gonna be my answer yeah GGL. Mm-hmm. GGL. with with the uh with oh and for, and i will be wearing the third rock in the sun hair <gasps> that's what i'll be wearing yeah Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And nothing else. Hair. Just the just the just the, the, just the, the 90s bob on a young 13-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's so fitting. That's why that's why he loves you. That's why he loves you. That's why that's why he chose you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, the next category is children. Uh, I said it before, I'll say it again. We're very open to whatever the fuck you want. It can be a number of children. It can be names of children. It can be adult adoption. It could be, hey, there's this child star and I want them to be my child. Okay. It could be Uh, animals too. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I will say one because it would probably, yeah, one because it's fucking easy and affordable. Yes. Um, I would say three dogs oh what kind of breed are you the yeah, are you the great burmese mountain dogs okay yeah i was gonna wow. say are you like i want all the same breed <laughs> no i probably i probably mix it up but i like great burmese mountain dog is my dream dog they're so big they are so fucking big i love fluffy. they're like big teddy yeah. bears you just want to yeah. hug them oh i bet the snout forget about it forget about it oh, don't even rem- don't God. remember it Forget about it so that we can remember it again for the first time and have that joy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I missed missed watching Beethoven. (laughs) Not that that he's a great Burmese mountain dog, but when they're puppies in that movie, oh my God, a little heart. Okay. Um, I will also say four. Okay. Because my parents had four and I think they did a pretty good job of not fucking any of us up. Yeah. Um, and I will say zero. All right. Career. Okay. I'm going to pick like things that I think would be super fun. And I'm going to fucking say a TikTok star. I I support it. (laughs) I fully want to become famous. I will fully become internet. I used to, when I was younger, I used to be like, I want to become internet famous. Like when YouTube was first emerging, that was like when Jenna Marbles was doing her first videos. I was like, that's what I want to be on a shitty quality on YouTube. Yeah. Did you ever do it? Roll out that way. No. Did you ever? No, like- I would like, I would like record myself th- singing at home, and it was fucking terrible. And I would record it, and then I'd watch it back, and I'd be like, I'm hella good. And then I would like post it, and be like, never again. Take that down immediately. Oh. I, I used to do yeah, that too. That. I would like, and people now do videos like making fun of this. And I'm like, everyone used to do this. Oh. Where you would like record yourself singing something and then listen back. Yes. Yeah. I am constantly mocked by like my younger self is constantly mocked by the memes that roll out these days. Same. I'm like, oh yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Wait, that's. That was me. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> That was me. Yeah. The meme, there's a meme that's like um, me looking back on all my uh, shameful moments. And it's, do you guys watch The Last Airbender? No. Yeah. Okay. It's Aang and he's looking backwards and he's looking at all the past avatars. So good. Okay. (laughs) That's great. Sorry. I'm derailing the conversation. Uh, So TikTok star career. Oh, TikTok star uh, winemaker. (laughs) I think that would become, be fun. I can see that for you. I will say um, professional candle maker. Oh, that's so quaint. Yeah. Real... Simple life. One of the. Oh. Client... Yeah. Go, go, go. No, you go, you go, you go, no. you go. <laughs> Hold on to it, though. Don't you dare lose it. I saw that. Uh, I'm holding it. <laughs> I got it. I but got one it. Of, one of the clients uh, at the barbershop ha- just has a candle line that came out. And he goes to this, like, laboratory where they have all the scents possible and they could like you know they help you curate your scent and then you can use that like it's your signature scent then you can use it if you want to make an oil of it if you want to make a can't you know whatever that's so fancy what a wild world to live in 
You really got to not have any allergies, though, to be in that line yeah. work. Not <laughs> a single one. The minute means. you walk in there, you're just like, poof. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I'm, and I'm going, popcorn will. What was your thought? Oh, <laughs> my, um, I, fuck. Oh, lum, uh, not lumberjack, construction worker. Mm. Really? But, like, in a for in, like, construction, construction worker slash farmer or, like, farmhand. Yeah, in like a different country. I the dream is to do it in Ireland, where it's like beautiful and you're like herding <gasps> sheep. Like that's the vision I have when I say like farmer construction worker. Okay. So farmers and construction you know. workers are. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I would put them in the same category. No, but like a builder, like you know, like yeah. you know when you think of those guys in the Irish countryside and they're like talking like this. Actually, they're not talking like that. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Off the record on that shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking. We're actually um, going to turn the volume but up at that part. Butler think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. Um, but like, you know how they like build shit and they take care of the land, like land keepers, like and they far- also are like farmers. Yeah. I'm sorry. What was that? Like Wait, what? What did I start to say? I don't know. Farmer. Don't... Yeah, like a farm, like a farm hand, like yeah. a farm. But two that does and construction then... and farming. <laughs> Like one one hand's a farm hand, one hand's a construction hand. <laughs> oh my god! Dude, someone who just takes care of the land that they're on. Aww, that's what it'll be. Aww, Aww. And I, he just slapped his head. <laughs> There's, a mosquito. There's a mosquito. Um. Okay, so construction worker slash farm hand in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, so then well, we have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no what i was gonna say is you might as well just remove ireland from that line and put it under location that's what i was gonna say what a segue moves right in construction slash farm hand and we'll see where we go we'll yeah, see where but- we end up in our final category of tonight that's we're not the there yet the plot thickens the plot continues to thicken okay so transportation is next okay um i would really love to learn how to ride a skateboard Oh, I don't. I'm. Yeah. My niece like skateboards circles around me, and I'm like, the fuck. Really? Yeah, she's a badass. Um, yeah, she. I can't skateboard for the life of me. Tim she was like, it's easy. You just push your foot, and I'm like, oh, you just push your foot. <laughs> I love you taunting your niece. <laughs> oh, push your you foot. Push- <laughs> <laughs> No, in reality, I'm like, please don't make fun of me, little 13-year-old. Please don't make fun of me trying to skateboard. 13-year-olds are terrifying. That might be how Children you get TikTok famous, though. She might be your, your entryway there. Yo, you bring don't up good points, Shannon. You bring up very good points. Um, I will also say moped. Okay. Or a motorbike. Like, but I don't want like a motorcycle. I want like a like a motorbike. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Thank you. I knew it, you'd get yeah. it. Yeah. Moped. Is that a moped? Motor. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking of someone I follow. On like Instagram. you know the things that, like a motorcycle from the fifties. Like let's. That's what. That's you know. Yeah, like yeah, what, yeah. Like like veering into Vespa territory, but. Yeah, not. but definitely not a Vespa. Wait, can I see pics? Yes. <laughs> My big ass not not MacBook. Well, this one is eleven hundred dollars on Amazon. Oh, thank God. Yo, this might become a reality. It should. 
Oh no, maybe not. Well, that. maybe <laughs> that, yes, that, but not that one. But yes. yeah. Oh well, sure, sure, sure. That was my first Google. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I literally. But like, how dare no. you pull up? Not exactly what I have in my head. The year of the make, the model, the no, color. But not yes. that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm such a dick. <laughs> well. Yes, moped, motorbike. Okay. Um, and then I will also say a Tesla because I'm a basic bitch. Oh my god. And I will also say a rocket ship. In vain of Tesla. (laughs) Oh wait, oh yeah, that's Bezos. Oh my fucking god. They all I feel like they all just went into space on a rocket ship. Tesla's like trying to figure out how to live in space already. I'm like that scares me. That's Why don't we just fix the planet we're on? Right, that's okay, how we're. much. So space is not going to be a location in our location category. Not space, right? No. <laughs> is it? Are Maybe. we going to do that? Play roulette. Okay. You want to play roulette? Okay. I All love right. to play roulette. We're going to put my brain, outer space. In our <laughs> my first. brain thought they were like landing on a planet because that's what I I thought. did too. And then, yeah, my coworker today was like, no, it's more of like a round trip. They go up, they hang out for a minute, they come back. So Come on now, who you know, Bezos? Yeah, Bezos. It's not even like they're landing. He on didn't a even. I don't think Branson. he even did that. I literally think he just broke like the like atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and the thing he, is, is that it's like the it's like he he barely made the toilet in this piss contest. Yeah. Like he he like hit the rim. Like he didn't even get it like straight bullseye into the toilet. Now, like I think NASA's like trolling them too. They're like, "Yo, we did this in 1957, but you know what? You could do your thing, peasant." <laughs> Which is kind of hilarious. It is hilarious. Uh, oh, wow! And like Jeffrey Bezos, Jeffrey Bezos, no, he um he made this like comment being like i want to thank all of the amazon workers oh yeah I saw that because too. you paid for this and i was like you're a piece of shit 2.5 million dollars a minute a minute a minute that's how expensive oh this trip is. that's yeah. despicable and oh, it gets me my so god we're doomed <laughs> We're doing. that's another thing i think about too much capitalism mm-hmm. climate change uh-huh. crippling self-anxiety mm-hmm. yeah. hit, hit all the nails on the head yeah oh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay, okay what's next so, outer, so location <laughs> and we okay. have outer space on the first one outer space ireland mm-hmm. ireland is second two more um, options new york city Aww. <laughs> Aww. and um Japan. Awesome. Nippon. All right. Well, that's it. I'm going to figure this out, man. Yes. So at what, like, what are your memories of this game? Was it like elementary school? Did it bleed into your later life? I, we used to do it. I have a distinct memory of doing it in our, we used to have this giant Eurovan, 1991 Eurovan, Mm. um, that like, we used to hang out with that, hang out in as kids because it was kind of like our version of a treehouse. Now that yeah, I think about it, it yeah, had like a like clubhouse. A, yeah, it would have a table that would pop down, <gasps> and like it had like these. It was huge. You could like stand in it and like, like really have a ball, have a ball, and we would just have all the kids over, and they'd stand in line outside the fucking van and wait to play mash. Oh my god! But my brother, my brother Alan, used to do it with his friends, and so I think that's why. I mean, when I was growing up, I like just wanted to do everything that Alan did, and so I think that like I was so eager to do it, and then finally, when his friends got too old to do it, I was like, 
okay, come into my office. Where do We're going to figure out your future. Where do you fall in the siblings? I'm the youngest. Okay. Yeah. As I'm I. the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's good. It's a good life. It is. <laughs> it yes. is a good life. Yeah. Um, but with three, but three older. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. How, how many are you, do you have? I just have one older brother, but I'm, okay. I'm just imagining. Yeah. Having three more examples of what your future looks like or, you know. Yeah. It, you know, I, yes. I've also come to realize that it's my why I'm so dependent <laughs> because I basically grew up having three people who would be like it, when I didn't know what to do they would tell me what to do huh. so like it was a blessing and a curse no that's but, interesting yeah yeah hey you know who's gonna tell you what to do me yes. the results are in <laughs> oh the oldest child in the room <laughs> surprising <laughs> okay ready for this buckle up so ready you are going to be living in an apartment. Okay, whatever. You're going to be married to Joseph Gordon-Levitt with your third rock from the sun hair. Yes! <laughs> we need a Photoshop of that. For we definitely do. <laughs> oh my God, put it on the Instagram. I will, I will. I'll Wait, see if I can do oh that. Oh my God. You're going to have one child traveling around in a Tesla. Okay. Okay. And okay, with uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally doable. And then get this. Are you ready? Because buckle I'm up. I'm ready. <laughs> You're going to be a construction worker slash farmer <gasps> in Ireland. <laughs> yes, oh, this is the best party ever. <laughs> yes. yeah. I wanted oh you to be a, fa- a farmhand in outer space, but <laughs> we don't always get what we want, do we? A space farm. Yeah. Space cowboy. Hey, hey. Oh, how do you feel? Ooh, that's a good one. I actually love that. I yeah. love it too. <laughs> because I know that the apartment is going to be like a penthouse. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, in Ireland. <laughs> in, wait, wait. You know what? Yeah, that's that doesn't really align. But like honestly, all of it I'm really good with. But here's the thing, too. If you're gonna be a construction worker slash farmhand. Mm-hmm. And you're married to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Who's to say that you can't live in a fancy fucking penthouse in Ireland and also own a nice farm because you obviously are going to be a farmhand slash construction worker. So it's like you don't have to have one house. You're rich enough to have multiple. Yeah, <laughs> this is just one of the houses that we're finding a future yeah. for. Just the apartment. I'm also going to have other men, other outfits, other cars. Yes. Yeah. Other Teslas. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the good thing about being a farm, like having Joseph Gordon-Levitt as my husband, is that like I really can like, one of the reasons why I want to be a farmhand is that like all you have to worry about is like the farm. You don't have to like worry about like other shit that comes with like, you know, corporate jobs. Mm-hmm. And so but they don't pay as much. So the nice thing or whatever, you know, I could be the farmhand, not have to worry about finances, literally have like a salt of the earth job and have a fucking Tesla and a farm and an apartment in Ireland because Joseph Gordon-Levitt's going to take care of his little boy. You're going to enjoy the work fully. And I feel like probably some sort of designer uh, construction hard hat will be in line for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see. I that. see that too. Thank you yeah. for that. <laughs> With the Joseph Gordon Levitt hair. <laughs> 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 
I brought that up to a friend. I was like, I want the third rock from the hair. Um, <laughs> and they were like, no. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I love it for you. I think you would rock Thanks. it. What a smart Thank premise you. for that show. Ugh. Speaking of outer space. What a, insane. Oh, yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. Is Let's that streamable that anywhere? I don't Seriously. Know. I'll look on our we'll next bring back break. full house. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, we're giving our I almost said customers. Jesus. Um, we're giving <laughs> our guests, yikes. Um, a, about what five, three to five three years? to five years to see this all come to fruition. Mm, okay. 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 So we'll check back in. But again, mm-hmm. we have a so far hundred percent success rate so oh oh okay no pressure no pressure yeah well also we okay. yeah we haven't checked in with anybody yet so well, right now it's i was gonna say isn't your yeah. podcast like maybe a year old if yeah that? but so year. that's what i mean like technically so we have a hundred so, oh, you know it's good marketing word. it's good oh, marketing you okay think, you think you're somebody don't you i try my you best think you're clever every day Every day. I fucking love you. <laughs> I love you. All right, let's uh, oh let's God. take another break. break. Hi guys. <laughs> so Brainiacs, if anyone's like, well, where can I watch the Rock from the Sun? The fuck? I am. You left me on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Peacock babies. I gotta get it. Pay that five dollars for a really slow internet connection. It's always I'm always like, come on, peacock for that app. Yeah, it is pretty fucked up, huh? (laughs) I have it for Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Because I need Parks and Rec in my life at all times. But yeah, it is like. Is it not on Netflix anymore? No. (gasps) No, those motherfuckers pulled it. I just did a full rewatch of it, and yeah, really enjoyable. I'm working through season seven. Oh. Which is, I think, is actually a very good season if people just give it a fucking chance. Yeah, I mean, why do you gotta every last scene they gotta wrap some shit? They up. have to, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just end it there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, do you, is there in <laughs> Jesus Christ? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this might be our latest recording set. This is the latest we've ever done. I'm one, so sorry. No, not in a bad way. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is just what happens. Good, I get good. stupid and delirious. Um, Dude, I'm hella stupid. I'm hella stupid. I love stupid. <laughs> if you ain't stupid, you ain't my people. If you ain't stupid and weird, we ain't the same brand of person. That's true. You might as well be on the third rock from the sun, in my opinion. Good job. Ooh, yeah, that's fine. Good job. Bring it back around. Bring it back around. That's Shan's all I do really here. Good at that. Yeah. Um, so, question for you. Bring it on. What late? Gee, I'm just gonna stop with that. <laughs> what um, has resonated with you lately? Is there a piece of art, or uh, you know, a friend, or a show, yeah. or a commercial, yeah. or a, like, is there anything you'd like to share with us that's resonated with you lately? Uh, so, music videos. Like, I've really gotten into back into music videos recently and i really love music videos a music video i always recommend to anyone off the bat actually we probably watched it together because doug my ex-boyfriend doug referred me to the music video and ever since he showed it to me i've just been obsessed and it's like i show everyone and you obviously knew me when i was with doug so i wouldn't be surprised if we watched it together 
It's called The Less I Know the Better by Tame Impala from the album Currents. Okay. I know that um, song. Yeah. The music video is so psychedelic and like silly and stupid and weird that incorporates like animation, Ooh. but it's like bright. There's some dance sequences. It really hits all the mark for me. Um, and it's, it just inspires me every time I watch it of a way to infuse so many different types of mediums into a music video and the possibilities of a music video. Mm, are I love that. Really great. I'm it's so inspired by Chromatica. It's stupid. Yeah. Like Lady yeah. Gaga inspires me every fucking day. And I feel like mm-hmm. such a sap about it, but like she is it. Um, dancing has inspired me. I've really gotten back into dancing on my own for my own pleasure. That's wonderful. Which is really fun. Yeah. Do you do During it during the pandemic? Home? Well, you, I mean, you know, I like to partake in a little bit of herb, obviously. Oh, yes. and it's legal here now, thank God. Also true. Thank mm-hmm. God. But I really like to get stoned and light the candles, turn the lights off, put on some good fucking music and dance in my underwear in front of the fucking mirror. Amazing. You got to do it. You got to release it. You got to do it. You do. It's such a great release. And then me and my friends like do these, we orchestrate these parties where we like, not parties, but we like, so in the pandemic when it was like, what are we going to do? How are we going to have a social life? And we decided, actually, I didn't orchestrate this. My friend Melissa orchestrated this, but we went out to Prospect Park all with masks on and we like got, we like did a silent disco of our own. That's so cool. And we just like danced our faces off. And it was, it it was really, it really was inspiring because it inspired the whole year of how I was going to get through it. And it was through these like, dance parties that we orchestrated yeah that's so inspiring that's i've yeah. always wanted to do one of you gotta come yes. to one <gasps> yeah I would you guys love have an open invite to the next one yes yeah. oh i love that wow. for sure Aww. that's so free i made a pact this summer i was like we went out dancing maybe like early may actually we didn't even go out dancing we went out drinking and then we ended up at cooper park in williamsburg mm-hmm. and started choreographing a dance number and like later like later at the end of the day me and my friend we were blitzed and wasted but we were like just grooving but later i was like we made we should make a pact to dance every weekend this summer now that like things are open again and we've i think we've held it up i think we've like actually done it where are your favorite spots we threw down at um we threw down at mood ring the other weekend which is super fun which i think is technically in bushwick okay um are you do you guys like astrology yes it's an astrology themed bar and it's like queer centric but not necessarily a gay bar not really a straight bar which i think is really cool to have these like bars now that are like you can kind of be an amalgamation of whatever your preference is yeah um and they had a groovy little dance floor back there there's like some parties that i'll go to every once in a while three dollar bill has a really great like dance party there that's Mm -hmm. where we which is around the corner from me is it really? What? We yeah. saw, um, now I'm blanking on the full name. Oscar at the Crown. Yeah, Oscar at the Crown there. Oh, for sure. Ben McNamara was telling me about that. I feel he's like obsessed with it. He's obsessed with it. Yeah, I was in callbacks for it. And uh-huh. when, when I lived with, with Shannon, yeah. and nice. they had me sing this song, and I was like, it's so high. This is not in my register. And so Shannon just kept hearing me sing it, <laughs> like trying <laughs> so hard. And I was like, why am I doing this? Um, that's a great venue. Yeah. yeah it's a cool space. Yeah. It, it's groovy. Um, they have, and now they have like some big shows there, which is pretty incredible. Or like, like, like some drag queens will come through say, and like 
I Big follow names. Angelica Sunday, who um, was in Marty's. Yeah, yeah, one, one of our guests, former guests, um, and one of his music nice. videos. And yeah, she just had a show there. Um, a three dollars. Nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know no, who no, I'm like recently like a groupie for a, a self proclaimed groupie is for peaches do you know you know philip bolton yes our friend phil well you did his his um artwork right yeah i would yeah i did um i just was drawing something of him for him and i was like hey this is like you should have this and so i sent it to him and he was like oh i'm gonna use it for merch i was like work (gasps) bitch do your thing so So yeah that was cool but i like i've seen um her at three dollar bill a few times and she's fucking amazing oh we should go peaches nyc yeah, Peaches we should definitely MRC. go. Yeah. yeah, we should have we should have Philip on the on the pod. Yeah, that's definitely. great. Oh, For that's sure. so much fun. Yeah, I'm glad you're like. I have I have drag friends now, which inspire yeah. me, which is so cool. You know, drag is kind of this like underground thing that I've always like wanted to dabble with, but the perfectionist to me is like, if I'm not going to do my makeup right, it's not going to happen. If mm-hmm. I don't shave my mustache, it's not going to happen. But like George and Philip, or sorry, Peaches and um Lola like are so incredible and like seeing them do their thing is like it is really 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 inspiring Mm. drag queens inspire me in general because they're men who put a wig on and tuck their dick up their ass cheeks and ain't no other man is doing that ain't no other heterosexual man is doing that hypothetically yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. oh I feel like you're I mean you've given us so much great energy but I feel like you do a, a wonderful job of seeking inspiration from a multitude of sources there and like I love that you're recommitting yourself to moving you know not moving physically but like (laughs) you are because your lease is up so we heard but (laughs) but to to moving your body getting out back now that that New York is reopening yeah um yeah finding that oh that's so inspiring yeah I love you man that was a I great freaking brain to storm. I know. Thank you so <laughs> oh, much. Thank you. It was yeah. so great to chat with you, ladies. Always, oh. always. Yeah. We absolutely need to see each other, see more of each other. Yes, yeah. we're yeah. gonna yeah. crash your next silent disco. Oh, you're 100 percent invited. Sometimes I do them at my apartment, and then just have to be st- silent. So you absolutely <gasps> need to come to the next one. We're doing it. It's done. Mm. I can't wait. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, bye. <laughs> That's how we end every episode. I miss episode. you already. Um, I miss you already. I miss you already. <laughs> I miss you already. <laughs> thank you to our guests for answering the question, what's been storming your brain? A big old thank you to our technical producer, Tim Fuchs, for our funky theme song with Chris Agar on bass and Louis Tanuzzi on trombone. Thank you to Ellie Stovall-Brown for our rock and cover art and to all you listeners for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next time for a few more ha-has and a lot less wah-wahs. And follow us on Instagram at brainstormingthepodcast. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the brain. brain.